0: I V M. Welcome to the Apne Lai, Apno Ke Le podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Meghna, the therapist mommy. I'm a clinical psychologist and psychotherapist with 15 years experience in mental health. I'm also an internationally certified parenting educator and I'm a mom to two kids. The tendency to put yourself last is especially prevalent in moms. According to a survey, 78% of moms report they're putting off taking care of their own health because they were too busy looking after their loved ones. When asked to rank the amount of time spent managing the health of various family members, the same moms put them in this order. Kids took the most time, then pets, older relatives, then spouses or significant others, and then finally themselves. Seriously, three places behind the family dog. But after everyone from the kids to the family members are handled, there's not much that's left over for moms. Moms need to take their self-care into their own hands, putting me time up at the top of the family priority list. If you think about it, it makes sense. Taking care of yourself puts you in a position to be a better mom overall. Self-care is a necessity, not an indulgence. And today, I'll be speaking to Shreya Gotham about navigating self-care as moms. Shreya is a mom of two. She is an influencer and an entrepreneur. She runs a community of bloggers called Bloggers Meet Info BMI. She recently walked the ramp at the Bombay Times Fashion Week 2022. Welcome, Shreya. It's so, so great to have you here, Shreya. Thank I you, I can't so thank much you enough. <laughs> so, as I mentioned in my intro, today we're all talking about mommy guilt and taking care of ourselves, self care, prioritizing ourselves, filling our own cup. Let's start by talking about. Your experience as a mother, how did you find yourself growing as a mom?
1: So I think I've always maintained that uh, motherhood is kind of a learning experience. You're not only bringing up a child, you're also learning because a mother is born uh, with the child. So there is no rule book or a manual that comes with it. You have to make your own manual and you have to learn along the way. So that's what I've been doing for the past 10 years. You know, I'm learning along with being a mother. There is a lot that it teaches you. Patience primarily how to put someone else's needs at times before yours and be responsible for a life that you brought into this world on your own responsibility. So that is something that uh, you know it teaches you.
0: Right and uh, what was your emotional state like after giving birth? Did you have to deal with postpartum depression or postpartum blues?
1: Funny you ask because I've been very vocal about this. I went through postpartum depression after my first delivery. I was a young mom. I uh, had my first one at the age of 23. And uh, to be honest, uh, there wasn't, you know, as much conversation around mental health back then as it is now. So um, there were mixed feelings, you know. Uh, I came back home. I had a normal delivery. I had a smooth sailing pregnancy. So once I came home, I didn't know what these feelings were. I'm watching TV and my child is in my lap and suddenly I'm just crying. So, that didn't really, you know, um, make sense to me. Is it supposed to happen? Is, is it normal? And uh, we did have an idea that it could be, you know, that word did get thrown around. But to be honest, it was my mistake. I didn't really pay attention to it. Like, eh, mujhe ho sakta, like that. And then I ignored the signs and it led to full-blown depression. That is when uh, my mother stepped in and she said, you know, you really need to see someone and do something. Because I was going through a lot uh, mm-hmm. emotionally. Mm-hmm. I saw a psychiatrist. I underwent treatment for 11 months along with counseling. That's great. And I saw the difference. And today when I look back and you know think about what I was going through, I'm like and I laugh. Like yeah. am I this person? So that taught me to see the signs to look out for. What is it that, you know, can happen and lead to this? So when I had my second pregnancy, which was a high-risk pregnancy, I had a very difficult birth. Uh, I had a premature daughter at 33 weeks. And she spent time in an ICU. And there was a lot of back and forth to the hospital. I was prepared mm. to see the signs. And thankfully, at that time, I didn't have postpartum depression. So I was quite, you know, impressed with myself that I learned how to, you know, navigate around things. So, yeah, I think uh, it's very important as pregnant ladies, we do a lot of sonographies, a yeah. lot of uh, you know blood tests to see that the child is fine. But I think we also need to include a session where mothers are counselled about what they're going to go through and they can see the signs uh, of postpartum depression.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much for saying this out loud because I, as a therapist, I can't emphasize this enough. You know, when you mentioned that uh, I was going through some feelings, but I sort of ignored them. And that is the quite the opposite of what we recommend mothers do. Because exactly. it doesn't take much for these postpartum blues to turn to postpartum depression. And sure. I'm just so glad that you found the support, the right kind of support. You accessed help, professional qualified help. I'm so glad. Thank you know, you. more power to you for speaking this out Thank loud you. and breaking the stigma that exists around new mothers accessing help. So... To be the best mom, everyone thinks that you have to be available for your child all the time. Do
1: you feel the same? <laughs> no, I, I think um, I've had 10 years of experience in this. I don't think, I don't agree with this. You cannot possibly be there 24-7. At some point, you know, if you become a helicopter parent and you're nagging them and you're on their head, I don't think you're helping them. Yeah. I think you're doing the opposite. Yeah. So I, I, ca- I can't agree with this statement.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay. So Shreya, do you feel guilty about wanting some me time? And how often, you know, do these feelings of guilt come up for you? And what do you do about them? I think 10 years back,
1: I did. I, I'm i not going to lie. I did go through the mom guilt that, you know, I, oh, I'm doing something for myself. But what if my child needs me when I'm not there? Mm. But I realized that, you know, if I don't do this, I'm going to go insane. I need to take out time for myself. Whether it was, I started blogging, uh, for myself as a, you know, it was like a, a venting a venting space for me. So for me, it started as fun and then it turned into a career. So um, that was something that I started doing for myself. An hour a day, I would sit down and write a blog about what I was feeling. How uh, motherhood was affecting me. That's something that I decided that I will do for myself. Apart from that, you know, just going out with yourself. You don't always have to go out with someone. Go for a drive. I love driving. So, you know, go for a drive uh, with loud music on and just take that half an hour, 45 minutes for yourself. And trust me, when you come back, you're so refreshed yeah. and you want to do things not by force, but, but because really, you want to do because them. Because you want to do them.
0: Yeah. So, when you take out time, it actually flows beautifully into your life. Absolutely. I, I mean, it. Couldn't be more true. And you know what uh, you actually mentioned about blogging. Can I share something interesting with you? Please do. So obviously all the mothers won't blog, right? But what we recommend in therapy, it's really validated by scientific research, journaling. So basically just the act of, of putting a pen to paper. And just venting and writing about your thoughts, your feelings, whatever it is that you're going through makes a huge difference right. to your mood and your mental health. Right. In because fact, journaling is like it's considered to be one of the go-to strategies, whether you have uh, you know, blues, not unrelated or unrelated to childbirth, whether you, are, you know, have a fight with a partner or whether you're in generally a bad mood. It is one of the go-to strategies. Wow. to, uh, so to you know, better your mood, to get into that space of, okay, this is what I feel, to get in touch with your own feelings. And it's actually strangely therapeutic. So the early years of uh, motherhood are incredibly busy. And, you know, your focus so much is on, you know, making sure that, uh, especially sometimes as a first time mom, you know, when you don't know much, and so much of it is trial by error, so much of it is Listening to what your Pete is saying and your mother and mother-in-law are saying and um, it becomes quite a jumble there. So what are some of the tips that you would like to share with our listeners with regard to making time for oneself in that time? Because that is a very vulnerable, psychologically, physically, a very vulnerable phase for a new mom.
1: I think, uh, you know, I've always believed that kuch log hmm. Let people say there is no harm in listening to someone else's advice. But you are your own person, you know yourself and your baby better than anyone in this world. So trust your instinct. Like for example, for me, a lot of people told me, you know, two hours dot on the clock, you have to feed the baby. And my child is peacefully sleeping. I can get that one more hour of sleep. So I will trust myself if my child is hungry, she will show me the signs. So I'm going to take the hint from that and then decide. You cannot you know a Xerox copy someone else's mom book yeah you have to make your own
0: and you know this is such a relevant point because for listening to that instinct you know which is it's natural it's so important but it sort of gets crowded by all the cacophony of noises no, true, that true. exist you know all the criticism and the opinions and Kush to Spikha, log if you
1: go to see motherhood bringing up a child is not such a difficult job Mm. by itself mm. you mm-hmm. know because uh, at after a point they start doing things by themselves i think what is, what is more difficult is bringing up a child keeping everyone's opinions in mind <laughs>
0: but that's you impossible know, right everyone. we can't do that that's that, is, that is not possible
1: and that is where the mental pressure comes in mm. so exactly. look at your child take cues from your child just because something worked for someone else does not mean it's going to work for you. You have to make your own decision, keeping your sanity in check. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So how would you say that you, you said that, you know, it's about getting in touch with your instincts and being true to what makes sense to you. But how do we balance that with taking care of the family? So how do I balance taking care of myself, you know, prioritizing my self-care with also prioritizing the needs of my family?
1: I think, uh, Meghna, it's very important to draw boundaries. You know, there, there is certain time that has to be family time. There is a certain time that has to be a couple time, you know, yeah. and then there is time that is for yourself. And those boundaries, for me, I have had that support system where those boundaries have always been respected. I went from a stay-at-home mom to a working mom and I don't even know when that, hap- that transition happened because it was that smooth for me. So... uh. Those boundaries really need to be drawn where, you know, you know that this is what I have to do for myself and I will do it for myself. And others have to follow through on it because, again, I'm an adult here. So I have the right to decide how I want to lead my life. Hmm. And that needs to be respected by others around you.
0: So knowing my needs, getting in touch with myself, knowing my needs needs. And drawing healthy boundaries and asserting those boundaries.
1: Exactly. So it's very easy to draw boundaries, but asserting boundaries is them difficult.
0: <laughs> is, is probably the most difficult thing. Yes. And, you know, in drawing these boundaries, what usually happens is there's pushback.
1: There is. Right.
0: So how does one go from being this Tiaakki Devi to actually being happy about doing something for ourselves and balancing the fact that there's going to be pushback and, uh, you know, I do not give in to that mom guilt and I am still able to take care of my family
1: how you know, does that uh, first of all I think uh, if you have to do something right now for your child and then 20 years down the line you have to tell them that Bita have to leave choda any child would turn around and say why Choda, I didn't ask you to so why should I do that mm. and am I, I have two daughters am I teaching my daughters to do the same thing would mm. I be happy is my mother happy seeing me like this? Mm. You know, these are things that you need. You need to have a conversation with yourself.
0: Mm.
1: Sit down and talk to yourself. That uh, that monologue is very important. You know, where you're telling yourself, is this how I want to lead my life? Mm. If mm. not, then I need to bring the change. Mm. That is important. Mm. So mm. that is something that, you know, everyone, I think, should do. Mm. So That is also part of self-care, I feel. <laughs> no, absolutely. Getting in touch with what
0: I... Need and what is important for me right. is the first step of self care. Exactly. The first step of recognizing that unless I do that, I actually won't be able to do much else. Exactly. Thanks so much, Shreya. This was such a lovely conversation. I applaud your guts. I applaud your courage. Thank you so I much. I applaud uh, you trying to not just uh, impart some very valuable uh, self care tips to new moms, but also breaking the stigma around mental health. So thanks thank so much you. for being
1: here. It was a pleasure being here and thank you so much for having this conversation.
0: Thanks for this lovely conversation, Shreya. And if you want to know more about Shreya, head over to her Instagram page, Four Tiny Feet, and give her a follow. I'd love to hear your thoughts on staying positive and your stories of taking care of yourself to lead a happier, fulfilling life. Head over to my Instagram at The Therapist Mommy and be a part of the conversation. We had some beautiful conversations with these incredible moms over these episodes. Mom guilt is real, but all the moms out there need to be aware That self-care or me-time is important because self-care is a part of mother's care and every mother deserves a break. A mother needs to prioritize time for apne liye while fulfilling the responsibilities apno ke liye. Share your guilt-free mom experiences with hashtag apne liye apno ke liye on social media. We hope these podcast conversations help you and all the other mothers out there to think about caring for themselves which enables them to care for their families too. The Apne Liye, Apno Ke Liye podcast is brought to you by SBI Life Insurance. For more details, log on to sbilife.co.in. IRDAI registration number 111.
1: Karo pure apne Apno se kiye sabhi SBI Life, Apne Liye, Apno Ke Liye.